Welcome, everybody, to the Daily War Podcast. My name is Brian Whalen, here uh, with another episode of the Daily War alongside Bill Brundage. Bill, how you doing? Great. How are you today, Brian? I am doing especially well, as I know you are, because we have a special guest here <laughs> yes, today. Yes, we do. A this brave our first, soul. <laughs> our first guest of the Daily War Podcast. Um, we are missing Kelly Robinson, who is coming back from uh, a business trip to Vegas, so he's a uh, traveling back today so he's not here but with us instead is bill's fiance yes yeah not almost as, almost, <laughs> almost we, we've made you his fiance yeah, on, on the on the back side on the on the back side of everything uh, michelle michelle how you doing good how are you i am i am doing really well and it's kind of uh you know there are no coincidences we we talked about we're going to talk about the summit that bill and michelle did a few weeks ago, and we actually already had this conversation once, but it was part of our technical <laughs> difficulty, a.k.a. potentially Kelly didn't hit the record button. <laughs> but it's great that it worked out this way because now Michelle is here with us to talk about it firsthand. So, um, yeah, let's get into it. Bill and Michelle, you guys scheduled this summit with the two of you to do what? Tell us about this summit that you guys did. Um, well, first, should we give a little backstory on now that you're in the room, how we all kind of came about just for anybody first time listener or getting to know us um so michelle and i have been together for how long now years <laughs> years there you go <laughs> came together in a in a in an unlikely way but here we are today better people for it um but the the way we came to the where we're at right now is back in april of last year Last April, uh, Michelle's high school classmate, Nick Long, started a podcast and Michelle became aware of it and said, hey, you should watch this. You should really check this out. And um, then she sent me some some of the videos of the Wake Up Warrior stuff and I looked at it saying, what the hell do you think I'm getting? What, what, what are you doing? What is going through your head that you think this is anywhere relatable to where I'm at my life right now, which is exactly what I needed. So I started listening to the podcast and um, started listening to the podcast and then started my embarked on my own 90 day challenge starting January, July 7th of 2018. And since then, I've been inside inside the game with with Brian, Kelly, Nick, Garrett and a handful of other guys as, as we've kind of all progressed. Yep. And um, so I'm, uh, we're in our second 90 day challenge now yeah. as a group. Second 90 day yeah. first. Yeah. So second day, 90 day challenge. And back in January, the early stages of January, you actually had the idea that we need to get together and come together as a couple, as individuals, and then together as a couple, you know, because we each come to the, we each have two of our two kids four collective, um, two of our own four together. And it was your idea to come together and say, okay, we, we need to figure out what we're going to doing individually and then what we're going to do as a couple. And as we guide these four children on their, on our journey, you know, forward. So, um, what we did is we set Michelle actually booked it. It was, we were down in San Diego for how long? Two, three days, three two days. Nights. Yeah. So two nights, very equivalent time to the, the blackout experience yeah. and, this is, and what we wanted to do is again, just get on the same page of where we are at as individuals 
and where the direction that we wanted to go as a couple. And we had no script for this. We've, you know, neither one of us had ever been a part of anything like this or nor intended to, but yeah. here we are. So um, oh, real, real quick, Michelle, you knew Nick from high school, obviously. And I'm sure as I've heard, it's a different guy in high school than, than the guy that we know today. But did you hear his podcast? Did you know some of the basis of what it's about before you introduced Bill to it? Or I did. I listened to probably five or six episodes of him just okay. be, out of curiosity, honestly, yeah, sure. because I kept seeing him pop up on Instagram. I kept hearing about it. I'm thinking, what? Because he's definitely not the same person he was yeah. in high school. So I was curious what got him to that point. So... I would say about five or six episodes in is when I finally told Bill about it. And what what did you see at the time in Nick or what did you see that you thought it would be relevant for me in my life where I was? Um, a lot of it was based on his past stories and the stuff that he had been through and how he overcame it and became who he is today and so confident. And I think the ones that I listened to, I know it was the origins. Yeah was the first one obviously and then I listened I skipped around a little bit and I listened to some about just some of the trouble that he had gotten into and how he pulled himself out what he learned from it and then he started talking about the warrior program so I looked into that I think before I even told Bill about it um and I saw the intenseness that they went through and I wasn't sure if I, I honest to God, never thought Bill would take it to that point. I just thought, oh, just listen to the podcast. Sure. Maybe you'll get inspired by him. He has a lot of great messages. He's been through a lot as well. So it was more of that. And then I remember it for a while you were, why are you having me listen to them? What is, I don't get it. Like he sounds kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. You could say it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't <laughs> I, it's, it's nothing that I haven't said to Nick into his face or publicly. So whatever. Go he, ahead. Well, Bill said that he sounded like a douche. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, uh, he's not, I don't, I don't get that impression. I mean, in high school, maybe, but <laughs> I think he's come a long way in maturity. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> love you, Nick. Yeah. Um, I love what you said though, about having a story because you know, this what how, the the lifestyle that we live this challenge based lifestyle that Nick introduced us to is is really available to anybody who yep. wants to do it. It's about you know where do you want to go, what's it going to take to get there, and having people around you to to keep you accountable to that. But where it resonated with me, and I think with you as well, is this idea that we have a past and we have a, an ugly past that um, is is a story that that we wear like a coat, and if we don't shed that coat and come out of that and understand that that's not who we are, that, that we can be whatever we choose to be and walk in that, you know, it, it holds us back. And I know it did for me and it sounds like that's what resonated with you too. And I, I love that you mentioned that Michelle, because I never even thought of it as a program that resonates with people who feel defined by something they've done in the past. And that's certainly where I was. And I'm, you know, and it sounds like you were kind of the same way. Oh, absolutely. And I, I mean, there was, so many stories and labels that I had given to my, that were either given to me, but that I had accepted and carried with me. And you mentioned, you, I used the analogy, it's like a coat. They were like an anchor for yeah. me, literally, you know, 200 pounds each dragging behind yep. me every step of the way. And it really wasn't until you have to face those stories, those labels, and until you really find the true freedom. And that's, and I think that's really what, where I found 
where I really connected with Nick, and maybe that's what you saw, Michelle, is that he was so vulnerable. He was so vulnerable in opening himself up to, yes, to all the things that he had done and all the pain that he had caused and all the mistakes and all, whatever you want to call it, and how he had carried the same labels, and then he shed those through this program, through this these 90-day challenges, through this habit-based lifestyle, mm-hmm. and here he is on the other end. I mean, he had had financial success before, but he had never had the financial success coupled with the physical, the spiritual, and then with his family. And now all of a sudden he's firing on all cylinders or at least getting close to that every single day. And it's, it's through this, this lifestyle that, that got him there. And that's, that was absolutely where that was the message that I needed at the time because I was doing the same thing in all areas of my life. I was holding myself back in every area because I'm not worthy. I'm incompetent. I'm fat. All those labels that I used to carry with myself, that I used to carry, and the stories that were coupled with them, prevented me from from even understanding the 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 level of potential that I had inside me. Yeah, no, so. it's beautiful. And then Michelle, so he, you know, so Bill's been doing this six, seven, eight months. Yeah, I know you started kind of solo doing mm-hmm. 90, 90 day challenges, and then you joined our group September ish, and then and then here we are now. What are, what is, what's been your experience of Bill and you know, the good, the bad and the ugly through this process up until this point? Uh, well, he's a completely different person and it's surprising to me that it's been less than a year because it seems like the old Bill, as I say often is lifetimes ago. What was the old Bill like in your experience? Yeah. Um, yeah, Explain totally different. He I think you wore humor. He he used humor as his insecurity, so or immaturity. Um, I could sense when we're on certain groups of people, he would act a certain way, and I saw the real Bill, the genuine one, and we'd go out with one group of people, and it was like he had to be the funny guy, and then we'd go out with another group, and I I would call him out. I remember years ago, and say, "Why are you so different when we're around other people?" I, the Bill that I see is the confident, smart but you play the dumb, funny guy. And self-deprecating. Yeah, and he just would make fun of himself in front of other people. And it hurt me, like, why are you saying that such awful things about yourself? You're not, that's not who you are. I see somebody completely different. But I think it was just his way of masking how he felt. Um, So he started the 90 Day Challenges and I remember the, I think the first one, it was like you had to take 10,000 steps or something every day. And that started to affect me because then he's like, oh, it's 8.30 and I still have a thousand more steps. Let's go for a walk. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? (laughs) No, I'm not getting up in the night and going for a walk. So it was little things like that. And then you started the meditation, which I don't think you had ever done. Mm -mm. And I remember I could, I knew what mornings he meditated and which ones he didn't. Yeah. I would talk to him every morning on the way to work and I could tell. Wow. Just how your whole attitude, your outlook, how you treated me, how you talk to me. If you're frustrated or you're complaining about the drive, I'm like, you didn't meditate today, did you? It was weird. It was that those little things that I I picked up on because I feel like I knew almost knew you better than you knew yourself at the time. And I would say, or did you get your workout in today? And there were just certain things that over time as he did this. I started to pick up on. Yeah. And um and then when he joined the next group, you were like all in. <laughs> I mean, it was like full bore and there was no turning back. 
So, but I don't think I really saw the huge change until after the blackout. Well, I'm going to go back to the blackout. The last, do you remember the last day of the blackout? When you sent me that video? Yep. Yeah. So I hadn't heard, obviously you guys aren't, can't have your phones. So I'm like trying to stalk Instagram, follow stories, (laughs) figure out what's going on. Make sure you're still alive. Cause I hadn't heard from you in days. And then I think when you guys got to the airport, you would send me a video that you recorded the night before. And I was just bawling my eyes out because you looked completely different. I'm going to get emotional now. Yeah. Yeah. um, You just had a total different, you talked different. You just seemed more confident and you didn't look like the same person. I think I watched the video like 15 times. Wow. (laughs) But I think that was the turning point where I went, He's ne- and I thought to myself, he will never go back ever. Yeah, man, that's awesome. And I don't know if you remember the the ride from from the ranch to the airport. You had actually called Nina. We were sitting in the van. I was sitting next to you, and I don't remember how long your conversation was, but it wasn't that long. And you got off the phone, and you had said she asked, "Who is this? What, yeah, who is no?" This? She said, "Yeah, she made a comment that I sounded different." Yeah, yeah. who is this? You sound different. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting that you, cause you said you saw it in my eyes and then Nina heard yeah, it in your voice. That's right. So it's, it's amazing. The impact of that, of that experience. And then just the complete shift that happens from yeah. then on. And you know, you mentioned the, um, you'll, you'll never go back. That is part of, that's actually, um, I forget which one it was. It's the, that's my light warrior. Do you remember the yeah. light warrior evolution? Yep. So for anybody that's interested, you've got to be a part of the blackout to understand this evolution. But, um, during that, during that evolution, you know, you're faced with a particular object, person or being, and, um, my particular person came to me and said, you can never go back. Literally held me by the shoulders and the head shaking me saying, you can never go back. And, And leading up to that, to that experience inside of that evolution, there was a, you know, the, the way it's framed and set up, there's a scene that you're kind of experiencing and you've got your what I saw was Michelle and our four kids as we were leading up to that moment when I had that, when I got that, that gift inside of that evolution. So, um, I remember that vividly and it's, again, there's no accidents that you say you will never go back. And that's literally part of, you know, the, that's part of my daily talk now. And and with those stories that I used to have and the areas that I used to go in times of joy, happiness or sadness and despair. Yeah that is now replaced with what you just said. You can never go back. So, and have you listened, you've listened to all the podcasts for Nick, you, you keep up with that? Most of them, yeah. yeah. So, interesting. Okay, so now you, you've gone through this and Michelle, you suggest, hey, let's do this summit. And the summit is an idea for you guys to define who you wanna be in 12 months individually and as a couple, or was it more just individual? It started out, again, we didn't have a script for it, so yeah. it's, it started out as, you know, what do we want as individuals? And one thing that we had talked about that we did an exercise that we did very early on was write a personal mission statement and not, not related to you, you know, your, your identity as a business person or a father or a mother, just you as a person, what is it you want at the, what is it you want people to take from knowing you or you as a person? Um, so that was one of the first exercises that we had, that we did and, and really seeing where we were both at. And there was a lot of continuity and similarity in between the two mission statements. Now, how we go about those on our daily basis is, is different. 
Um, but just the fact that we share that same mission in life, um, that was really impactful there. And then we followed that up um, with, we literally did a, an hour yoga session, right? We put ourselves out of our comfort zone. Yeah, and, and that, was one, that was one of the things that we, that, and you had expressed early, that you had wanted to do things. We, let's do something, things that we haven't done that make us uncomfortable, that get us out of our comfort zone. And why, why, why was that important for you to? I don't know. I, I feel like when you're put out of your comfort zone, you do things that you never thought that you would do. You think differently. You, I don't know. I just would never, I'm, I mean, obviously I've done yoga classes and whatnot, but not on a whim with you. And then we did archery and escape room, different things that I wouldn't normally just say, let's go do this. And it got me thinking and you challenge and the whole archery competition, <laughs> I wanted to beat you. And I, I don't realize how, how competitive I am when, yeah. it, you know, miniature golf or whatever, but we're both doing something new together that we've never done. And it's interesting to see how we each work. And I gave up because <laughs> I was over and my fingers were hurting. And he was like, nope, I'm going till the very end and I have a goal and I'm not going to stop. And so it's just interesting to see how we work. Yeah different <laughs> and i don't think old bill would have kept going you probably ah let's go get a beer <laughs> i'm over this <laughs> true so the goal that i was after it was I, I want everybody to know that it was not this like i'm gonna hit a bullseye i wanted to split an arrow and the lady that was doing the archery said oh yeah i see it all the time i'm like really okay Dang. well let's see um i came close a couple times like hitting the arrow yeah but so at the end, when it was literally just me, I had gathered everybody's arrows that were just that had done this. There was like eight people and they had all quit <laughs> they like had all 30 quit. minutes before this and so, he's still going. So I have everybody's arrows lined up and I'm shooting at this one little target bag and there were probably 15 arrows oh inside this thing. And I'm just like, OK, if I just keep going, if I just keep going, I'll hit it eventually. Never did. And to her point, like, yeah, it, I mean, these are old school style. Yeah. They're not the type of bows that, that like compound, whatever. Right. This is literally a string and a bow and an arrow. Um, so yeah, it, 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 I was feeling it towards the end, but you know, there's after you're doing it for 45 minutes to an hour, there's only so much yeah. archery that you can do. But, um, yeah, we had gone back and thankfully I took, I had taken notes, um, about just kind of the not only the our own the things that we were discussing but just the different evolutions and the notes and the actions that were taken inside of each and we there was so we did the being early with our mission statements and we coupled that with body and then um in our afternoon session we had listened to a podcast from russ and mika perry regarding it was wasn't that it was, it was their goal setting and how they calendar things because they do a similar thing. Mm -hmm. I follow Mika on Instagram and they do a summit in Arizona, like a staycation summit every January. So that's kind of where I got the idea is, oh, that'd be so awesome. And then to involve our kids one day when they're old enough. Yeah. Now they just start involving their daughter who's older. I think she's a teenager now. Um, but it'd be something that I'd like to start this tradition that we do every January to start the year off. We talk about last year and what we did and the goals that we accomplished and then do it next year and then eventually bring the kids in but when they're older and they understand <laughs> it yeah so and then so we we addressed every area every part of the core four with either with an exercise and then with some type of 
fun activity. And, you know, we always say there's no accidents, right? It's just God's way of being discreet and subtle. So we go through this, and it really was probably close to 50 hours because we got there a little bit later the night before, and then we had the full day of sort of the core four experience. Um, And then at night, we had start when we did our escape room. This was before, after dinner? Uh, I don't think we had dinner that night. Probably not. (laughs) We skipped dinner because we got caught up. But I I remember it was, I think we started the escape room around 7, 7 7.15, something like that. So we were doing the escape room, and um, the, of course Michelle and other females in the room just absolutely just took over and killed it. So as as us men are running into walls trying to figure stuff out, <laughs> no, you found a laser and you just would yeah, not stop I, touching I, it. I'm like stop <laughs> touching the laser. <laughs> he just kept playing with this laser light. But like, at the end, there's ten other keys we need to find. However, there was four keys that we need to find. <laughs> however, the the laser was important because it led us to the shelf and. And I, the the shelf is probably 10 feet, 10, 15 feet off the ground. Um, so, and I, anyway, so I contracted or put together a stick and started hitting the shelf and lo and behold, one of the keys that we needed came by. So thank God I found the laser. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, um, but during this experience, during the, the escape room, um, Michelle and Michelle had partnered up with another really smart female, which typically is the case. And they started solving all these mysteries and what, what have you. And at the end of it, we had actually, we sort of more or less befriended them. And then we went to the next room and sat. And I think we had a, there was a tasting. What was that before or after? So there was a beer tasting. So we did yeah. that. And we just started talking about our, just kind of our lives and backstories and things like that. And right around, was it 11 o'clock when it was like, okay, time to go to bed, time to, you know, really break and call it a night. Um, that's when things really got interesting. And we started talking about, um, the next 90 and 90 day challenges and really got dove into, um, our, ourselves and our stories and our past and how we came together and how, what we were doing there at that moment and that we were on this summit, you know, as individuals and, but coming together as a couple and we stayed up until was it three 30, three 30 or four in the morning just going just as a as a, like a crash course and you know it was it was not a blackout experience by any stretch but it was really starting to uncover really being real raw and and transparent about ourselves and individuals and it was amazing to see the transformation that happened with both couples involved because there were two couples from Canada and they were down on a trip um, somebody was there for a conference I believe and we start when we started sort of our immersion that one of the couples was sitting on opposite ends of the room. You remember that Mm -hmm. they were sitting on opposite ends of the room and, you know, started to, as they started to share their story, um, we started to uncover the pain that was there and the disconnect that they had had. And by the end of the night, they were sitting next to each other, like holding hands and, um, another couple, they were, you know, they've had some, uh, uh, they've had their own journey as well. And, the wife actually reached out to us. Was it last week or the week before? I think it was like two weeks after we left and just said, and I I can pull it out and read it for you, but just said what, what an amazing experience it was, the impact that it's had on, on her and her husband's relationship and the other couple. And they passed along the podcasts that we had, that we have done here and just said that, you know, we're, this is not a a man or woman thing. This is a human thing. 
and they were just very grateful and appreciative and want us to go up for what is it stampede yeah some big thing in canada some big thing in canada <laughs> called stampede so um it was just it was just an amazing way to for everything to come full circle because what what do we say you have to you have to learn it you have to live it and then you have to lead it lead it yeah and we had that that experience all in man a 24-hour period. It was, it was amazing. Not expect- we were not expecting to do any of that. Actually, I, was, I just thought it'd be fun to hang out with them, and then it turned into a very deep eight-hour conversation. <laughs> but very but very beneficial for everybody because it gave us the opportunity to open up about yeah. ourselves, our experience, what we've, what we've been through, some of the challenges and also some of the victories, But and then be able to shed the light on, on some other couples that were obviously experiencing some, some pain yeah. and disconnect on their own. And here they are, you know, a couple of weeks after saying that, you know, it, it's making an impact in their lives. Yeah. That was like, that was, I was blown away by that. What's interesting to me is now that we've been through this and we see it, we can spot couples immediately. Like, oh, they, like we could tell right yep. away yep. that there's something there that they're not willing to talk about or you know, not in a judgment way, but just we want to help them because yeah. we can see that there's pain there. And even just talking, I think the first 30 minutes that we were with them, we can tell yeah. that, you know, if there was pain or if there was something going on. So it's just interesting now when we meet people, we're not sizing them up by any no. means, but yeah. it's more of a, we want to help you because you look like a very similar yeah, for sure. situation. I mean, how was that for you, Michelle, you know, sharing details of your life with a couple or two couples that you just met well bill's on more of the vulnerable end of things <laughs> right. when it comes to him and that's, I. What, that's why i'm asking you specifically <laughs> for him it's like <laughs> yeah <laughs> um it was definitely difficult for me i it took a while but i th- i feel like once i finally opened up the girls just unloaded yeah and that was good for me to see that I need to make myself more vulnerable and not be so afraid to talk. Um, because it does open up. It's amazing when you tell just one little thing and then people can relate or, I mean, it's happening in my life now with what I've been through and just people finding out about it and me talking about it and coming out and asking for me for help. So it's definitely something I'm working on being more vulnerable and it, it is liberating to do that. I mean, it's scary, but once you get it out there and you see the feedback from yeah. others, it feels really, really good. Well, it, yeah, once you, once you, once you acknowledge something, it immediately, the, the power is no longer, it doesn't, it doesn't have the power over you anymore. Once you admit to something or you own something or whatever it might be, I, that's what I've experienced in my sure. life. That as soon as I do that, not only does it not have any power over me anymore, but then anybody else that tries to come at me with that, whatever it might be, it, 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 it does not affect me in any way because if, if I can own it, hold myself accountable and become better for whatever that thing was, I don't give a crap what anybody else says Yeah, because it, it doesn't matter. It really only matters between you and I and you it's know, it's still scary. I think females have a harder time with it because we're more emotional. We're afraid of being judged. We're, I think males have I, I don't know. I don't know if I totally agree with that just because, you know, in today's society, men are told, don't cry, don't do this. You know, you have to act a certain way. I understand. Well, I don't understand. I, I'm trying to understand or relate to what you mean because I, I know that, 
you know, women have to look a certain way. They put makeup on, do their hair a certain way. And if they don't, then there are certain judgments and things that come along with that. Um, but I don't, but being, and I'm, I'm, I might be talking out of turn here, but women that are in greater, in, in greater touch with their emotions, you know, once, once you start, it might just be the floodgates, but it's really just, it's somebody like you giving everybody permission to say that I don't have to be perfect. I can be, you can still be vulnerable, honest, and, you know, make either certain decisions or, you know, things that you've done in your life and you're still a good person for it. You're not a bad person. You're not, you shouldn't be judged or criticized or critiqued any other way than just being somebody that's trying to be the best version of themselves, but I'm not perfect. I'm perfectly imperfect. You know, it's still hard. <laughs> yeah, no, there's definitely, and I would agree with you. In fact, since doing this podcast, you know, I mean, episode three right now is in uh, the editing box <laughs> while I trim out some of the comments I made because Nina wasn't comfortable with some of the things I shared because there is a fear. There's a fear of um, judgment. There's a fear of just what, yeah, what other people would think. And, you know, that has to be the individual's decision. And so um, it's one thing to do it, you know, in, in a situation where you know somebody and you feel safe versus doing it either in a public format like this or even you know, at a, at a hotel or whatever you guys are doing with people that you, you don't know, you don't know their story or what their, what their background is and, and where, you know, your trans, your vulnerability will go. But, uh, you know, as Bill just mentioned, the fact that you do that gives other people permission to, to share. And I think ultimately we want to be known. Um, we want to know that we're not alone, that we've, the stuff that we've gone through and the mistakes that we've made, um, you know, we're not unique in that and we feel, comfortable when we know other people are as imperfect as we are but there is that facade for both male and female that we want to we want to pose and we want to put up this front this this house of cards that we've got it all together when there's 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 truth beneath that and there is tremendous freedom in sharing that you know i i experienced this when i when i shared with with nina the skeletons that were in my closet now that was very hurtful for her but on the on the other side, it was very freeing for me to not have to bear those burdens anymore and to be able to kind of start to break those chains. And so there is tremendous freedom in being vulnerable, but you have to be careful with with who is, you know, who, who you're impacting because there are people that you're going to be impacting in that. I don't know what that is. <laughs> anyway, um, well, what were, what were some of your key takeaways from this summit? I'll let you start. Um, I think at the end, the biggest takeaway for me was the impact that we had on those couples. I mean, I know we developed, you know, we dug more into the business and we talked about our goals that we'd want to have in the future and where we were at, where we wanted to be. But I think the closing for me and spending that time with those four Canadians was amazing. I mean, that was like the icing on the cake for me validated everything that we did all week and all the hard work we put into it and then being able to put it to work and share it was amazing That's and good. i mean getting the escape room getting all the keys in the escape room was pretty <laughs> awesome <too. laughs> i've never done that i gotta try that my daughter's done that a bunch she loves it it's but high pressure yeah if you and Nina ever want to do it we'll we'll just step aside and let the smart ones go and we'll <laughs> yeah that could be our undoing i don't know if we want to do an escape room but 
she'll leave you there. Yeah. <laughs> um, my biggest takeaway would be, I just, I, I think the power of the process, the power of, of the dedication of the commitment to doing the work, um, you know, inside of the, the habit-based lifestyle that, that, that we live and seeing that, seeing that come together, not only with your partner, but also seeing how that can, in, the impact that that can have on other lives. And to Michelle's point, that's, it's, it's not that you need the daily validation, but it just, it's, it's, it was so amazing to know that what you're doing can have a positive impact on somebody else's life. And those days where you don't want to do it, or, you know, you can take a day off or, yeah, it's getting kind of hard. I'm not going to, you know, I'll just stop right here. This was just that, that was that reminder of like, no, you keep, you need to keep going. There is no end in this. You need, just need to keep going one step every single day because it can have if it can have this type of impact on just the three people in this room, don't, don't even think about the people in our lives that have been affected by this. But then here we are sharing this with four more people who is that going to impact from yeah. there. And I mean, if, if there's any good that you can do in your life and you're, and it's change, it's directing somebody to be the best version of themselves. Like what more, what more would you need out of life? Yeah, so. no, that's beautiful. And I love that you guys, are willing and Michelle, you as well, to share your story and to share what you're going through and, and where you've been, where you are and where you're headed. And that's, you know, that's going to be returned to you, um, you know, through relationships and stampede festivals and whatever else is going on <laughs> up in Canada. But um, I love the idea of a couple summit and just the, the purpose and intention of, hey, we're going to go here and we're going to do this. And we're not sure what's going to come out of it, but we're going with a purpose and intention. And in that, you know, Michelle, you were willing to try new things and, and, and build you as well and do these things together. It might've been awkward. It might've been, you know, uncomfortable at times, but being willing to go through that experience, trying new things is going to expand who you are as individuals and obviously who you guys are as a couple. And yeah. I think there's, man, there's such, uh, such a gift in that, that, uh, I want to implement that in my own marriage. And as long as the resort is nice, I think Nino will be on board. <laughs> but um, no, that's my thing is to is to be intent and purposeful as a couple to to do these things together and to try to bridge the gap. That's one thing Nina and I are trying to do. You know, Michelle, you've got some experience with with this type of lifestyle. For Nina, it's kind of it's kind of new, and there's been definitely uh, some ups and downs in that with parts that she's liked and part that she hasn't liked. And so I'm still navigating that to try to live a challenge-based lifestyle that supports my wife and not one that alienates her. And so, I mean, it's an everyday, everyday event in, in my life to make sure she feels a part of that and not on the outside looking in. And so this would be something I think would be a great gift for both of us to do together and uh, something that we're going to, we're going to implement, but. Yeah, I definitely recommend bringing her part of it. I mean, there's parts that I struggle with too. I mean, the fact that he shares so much with you guys when that used to be me. I think that's the hardest part as a female is, well, what about, wait, you're telling them all that? What about me? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's hard. It's definitely as a, you know, as someone that I've been his person and, and now he's opening his life up to everybody else. It's like, wait a minute, what about us and me? And so I, I can see where it can be hard, but I think 
the thing that Bill's done is definitely try to include me in as much as he can. And, you know, I'm not, I haven't adapted totally to the core four. I mean, I get it and I try to work on it, but the more he does it, it pushes me. So. And I think it can be alienating, right? I mean, I think Nina's felt that way a little bit that I'm kind of on this path and trying to grow and expand and do this and that, whereas she doesn't have anything like this. And so I think there's that, that creates tension for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm telling you, that's why that summit was so important because even though she's the one that led me, she got me to the door. Um, there still is that disconnect as you've, as we've all recognized, but being able to share that not only as an, an individual, but then come together and how can I support you? How can you support me? How can we get to this, to what we, where we want to go together? It was hugely important. And you know, we did that. I called it the quarter one. I don't know if we're going to do it every quarter in 2019, but it's definitely worth coming back to just to see where, you know, here's what we set out to do. Here's where we're at. Are we on track or not? And what do we need to do to course correcting, get to where we want to want to go? Yeah. Cause I mean, you, you guys have experienced tremendous growth, but we want to feel part of that too, yeah. you know, and we want, and th- right now there, I don't know of any programs like this for females in the intensity that you have. And yeah. so we just, that's partly why I planned the summit because I thought I love everything that you're learning and you're growing and you have these calls with the guys and you know have all of this knowledge but how do we implement this in our life together and how can I grow from this and learn from this so I would definitely love to do it quarterly but with females or with you and I no, with you uh, and I. Okay, got it. Okay. I mean, eventually I'd love to do it with my girlfriends too, but. <laughs> yeah, just awesome. put it out there. You know, you've got a microphone in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, Michelle, for coming in and sharing your story. And I'm sure we're going to do this again because I have uh, tons more questions from for your perspective uh, to help me in, uh, in how I relate to Nina on this level. But we'll save that for another podcast. But thanks for coming in and, and sharing your, your summit and that gift that that was. If you want to reach out to to us, you can find us at The Daily War on Instagram, at The Daily War. Uh, Bill's uh, on there. I'm on there. Kelly's on there. You can find us there. So feel free to message us if you want to speak about our experience or or, or share your own with us. We'd love to speak with you about that. And uh, we hope that the stories that you hear and the transparency that you hear gives you the courage and strength to do the same in your own relationship. So fight the good fight. Thanks for listening to The Daily War Podcast, and we'll see you next week. (laughs) 